Can you just say it to him? Come on, pray to him right now. Lord, I love you today. Give him a hand clap of thanksgiving today, will you? In Jesus' name. Oh, come on, love him a little bit. He knows your issues. He knows where you're at today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How many are thankful for the blood of Jesus? I said, how many are thankful for the blood that was shed for you and I on Calvary? How many are thankful for that blood that still flows from Calvary? Ah, yeah. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. I hope you're keeping all those that are not feeling well. Thank you for your prayers for me and my wife. <laughs> Whatever's been going around hit the Knicks household, and I know it's hit many households at Pineview this week. So we pray for them, amen? We pray for God's quick healing, sending angels to their household. He knows who they are, amen? We're gonna pray for our Pastor Doug, constantly and fervently, to be delivered from cancer once again, in Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus' name. If God can deliver him before, he can deliver him again. That's just what we're going to declare and believe. Amen? Uh, how many needs God to declare a word on your life today, right now, huh? Come on, someone give him praise today because he's worthy of that praise. Amen, amen, amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies, I think you're going to have fun this Saturday. I hope you, that you will make time and effort to be here to fellowship with those that are like faith, loving the same thing. His name is Jesus. Amen. We need fellowship in this hour. We need community in this hour. And we can't have it if we don't, what? Participate in it. Amen. So let's, let's continue to be a part of each other's life. For his kingdom, there shall be no end. So why don't you come and practice for heaven because you're going to be in heaven with all of us together and we're going to have a great time. Amen? I just believe that today so much. Thank you so much to all those. Wow, powerful worship this morning. I pray that you were... How many is ready to receive the word of the Lord in your heart today? Amen? Those of you that are online, I hope that you are ready to receive God's word. I pray that you will take a moment and be focused. Everybody say focused. Uh, we're here, we're together, we have the Word of God with us. Now let's focus in on what God is speaking to the church in this hour. Today I want to talk to you for a little while about a very simple subject, cleansed. Everybody shout cleansed. Say it again, cleansed. There is a word cleansed. There's something to do with being clean. There's something to do with feeling clean. Have you ever been a, a part of something and you're not sure if you were dirty or if something got on you or a germ, but you felt like you needed to go wash your hands. You felt like you needed to go and take a shower. Have you ever been out somewhere where you're not sure what was flying around, but you felt like you needed to be cleansed? Everybody say cleansed. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you for standing. Today I want to read to you from Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. We find that Jesus is here and he is talking to a leper. Everybody say a leper. A leper is someone, I don't know if you know this, but there's still a leopard colony here in the United States in Louisiana and their people still get leprosy. Leprosy is a wicked disease in that leprosy it makes you numb it makes you feel no pain and so therefore you don't know when you've sliced your finger or stubbed the toe or harmed your body and you become this uh this numb 
thing that you become uh, 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 available for things to be heard and torn. And that's why there would be people that would miss ears and noses and, and why they would miss limbs and fingers and bones would show in the biblical days because they had no feeling. How many know that pain is a part of the process? Amen? We don't like pain, but sometimes, not sometimes, but a lot of times, pain tells us something's wrong. Pain tells us that something is, is happening. But being cleansed from that pain, oh, it's a beautiful thing when we are delivered from that pain. And I want to read to you about this leper. Now, the Bible says a leopard came to him, that is Jesus, imploring him. And then it says, kneeling down to him. Look at your neighbor and say, my position... Come on, say it loud. My position will dictate my miracle. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? If you don't come humbly before the Lord, I doubt you get what you're asking for. He says, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If, come on, read it with me. If you are willing, you what? Can make me clean. It was an interesting quote, uh, or, or declaration rather here, because... He said to Jesus, I'm ready. If you're ready, I'm ready. And I believe that absolutely, that maybe you can make me... No, he made a declaration. You can make me clean. Uh, I'm going to preach for a little while this morning. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretching out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. Be cleansed. Ah. Oh. I want to preach for a minute. You ask, you knock, it shall be open to you. It's not time in this hour to doubt God's word, but rather to declare it. God, if you're ready, I'm ready. I believe that you can do it, and therefore I am declaring you can make me clean. And immediately, the Bible says, someone shout right now. And immediately the leprosy left him. The problem left him. The issue left him. The, the disease left him. The things that were plaguing him left him. His past left him. His sins left him. He went beyond his feeling into faith. He was numb to the world, but now the faith that God allowed him to experience and have there was a moment of clarity and immediately the leprosy left him and he was what cleansed someone shout cleansed come on look at your neighbor and say I declare come on uh, I'm cleansed <laughs> I'm ready I believe God is ready to clean me up to take and cleanse me cleansing is more than just a washing cleansing is something that is very sacred we find in the Bible the word cleansed often refers to the act of being purified or made pure. Usually in a spiritual context here in the passages in Old and New Testament. It involves washing away sins or remo removing impurities from our life, either physically or symbolically or spiritually. We find that the act of being cleansed is associated with spiritual renewal and a closer relationship with God. I want to stop and say, you know, we never talk about cleansed and a, a relationship that's going away from God. A, a relationship that has left God. Hear me today. In the Old Testament, the term cleansed is often used to describe the purification process uh, of those ceremonial laws, the law of Moses. And we find that we were uh, a part of that uh, in, in our spiritual walk. But in the Old Testament, there were ceremonies that when they became unclean due to reasons of illness or childbirth or they had touched a corpse, uh, these individuals, these Jews... These children of God uh, would perform various rituals from the Word of God, uh, such as washing their bodies or offering sacrifice to be considered cleansed. Jesus commanded the lepers to go show themselves to the priest because the priests had to declare in the community that they are cleansed. But ladies and gentlemen, we now have a new high priest and his name is Jesus. And when he cleanses you, he declares to the world, they're free. 
they're been set free from the sin that does so easily beset them. These individuals, these Jews, they would what? They would perform these rituals and they would desire or work to be cleansed or restored to a place in their community, a place under the law, a place in God. But in the New Testament, the concept of being cleansed is more tied to the forgiveness of sins through the blood of Jesus and the faith that we have in Christ. Being cleansed is not something we go and do. We no longer offer sacrifice, for He was our sacrifice. We no longer have to wash our heads, but He was our baptism, and we are now buried in Him in the waters of baptism. We are no longer cleansed by ritual. We are no longer cleansed by a priest or a high priest. We are no longer cleansed by words of man but I and you we are cleansed by the blood and declaration of the word of God that says you have been set free from sin and shame. Somebody shout amen. How many are thankful that Jesus Christ washed you in his blood? That he sanctified you in his spirit? Someone shout amen. So we are washed by that blood. John 5, or 15 rather, in verse 3, Jesus says, You are already clean. Hear Jesus, right? Because, why? Of the word I have spoken to you. Oh, <clears throat> Pardon me. We find that it's in this moment. Someone say amen. We find that it's in this moment that we look and see a hint of where Jesus is headed, where he's going with his word. How many know his word is a promise? I said, how many know his word is a promise? How many know his word is a covenant? How many know his word is true? How many know that his word you can build on, you can stand on, it's never changing? It's in this moment that we can see you've already you're already clean. He was speaking as he did to David. Your sins are forgiven you. David had not experienced the cross because the cross had not come. It was still hundreds of years away. Uh, but there was something uh, in the spirit of David that fell down after he was found in sin and said, I repent. Uh, and God said, I forgive you, David. Uh, so it is true that the word of God is already true in your life. Uh, God, uh, Travis, you are clean by the word not by Nate Nix not by the congregation you are clean by the word of God you say but pastor I don't feel clean that's not what I'm talking about this is not based on our feelings it's not based on how we look it's not based on how we were born but it is based solely on the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ the answer is that he can the question is will you let him his word is already gone forth but will you respond to that word his word has already went and set you free but will you obey his word so you can obtain the promise will you allow him and his word to come and not just show up at an emergency room or at a car accident or at a hospital room but will you let his word reside in you and you in him will you let his word speak into your life and make you whole and make you what cleansed from the sin that does so easily beset us you say, but pastor, I, I, I have so much problem. I sin still. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. You're a human. Uh, and Jesus Christ made provision uh, for your flesh. He said, what? Uh, that my grace is sufficient. Uh, that my mercy is undying. Uh, that my love is ever running for you. Uh, there's no place uh, that you can run and hide from the presence uh, of God. He is everywhere. Can you hear me right now? He knows where you're at. The word of God has already been declared. Uh, come on, reach up and grab that word. Uh, come on, reach up and allow that word to begin to affect your spirit, your heart. You are already clean because the word Jesus said, I have spoke to you. This verse is often interpreted to mean that those who believe in Jesus and obey his word have been what? Cleansed of their sins and have been made pure through what? 
their faith in Christ Jesus. They've been made pure not by their feelings, but by the faith that God has sent to them. God's word has already declared that you are clean. Come on now. I said, God's word has, a, but you don't know what I did last night, pastor. I don't want to know what you did. It's none of my business. Uh, but I do know a savior that says, uh, you did what you did, but you can repent and turn and I will forgive. I will forgive. Oh, but I'm not worthy. I'm a bad person. I have bad thoughts. Oh, you're human. And Jesus came to save you. And he came to carry you. He came to give you his grace so that you can be covered in his, oh, his name in times of trouble. We find that we have been made pure through that faith that's in him. God's word has already, someone shout already. It's already declared that you're clean. Oh, I don't care. The worst sinner in the world. Uh, God's word says you can be clean if you want to be. Uh, you can be cleansed. I can scrub. Uh, Ah, say how do I do that well you got to start by having faith in the one that made you uh, his name is Jesus uh, but it doesn't just stop there you need to have faith you need to declare Lord I love you I want you to come into my life but that's not enough uh, you need to keep going you need to say Lord I, I'm so sorry uh, forgive me of my sins I'm going to turn from my wicked ways uh, and by your help God uh, I'm going to keep going towards you uh, Oh, and then you need to obey that command that says you got to be baptized in the beautiful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because these are obedience. They're not works of your own righteousness. They are declarations of God's word that says you and I can be partners. God says if you'll just obey my word, you have the ability to take a hold of the promise that it was set down from Calvary, set down from the beginning of the world. Uh, set down from the place where God has designed to save us. Someone shout hallelujah. God's word has already declared. The question is, will you believe it? Come on now. Someone shout, I'm going to believe it. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I need to believe it. Too many of us, we equate our sins with our own feelings. Too many of us, uh, we question ourselves. We judge ourselves. I'm talking to somebody today. We say to ourselves, oh, man, I, 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 I'm just not, man, I don't deserve God's love. Man, I, I'm a bad person. I got bad thoughts and bad things and bad actions. Uh, and God is saying to you today, uh, I've already declared that you're clean. Uh, I need you to allow me to come in and love you and show you that you you don't need to be perfect. That's what my grace is for. You don't need, uh, uh, you won't be sinless until you take your last breath here and go to the first breath there. Uh, why? Because His grace uh, is sufficient uh, for every single one of us. Well, does that mean I just continue in sin? No, no. Paul wrote and said, you don't continue in sin that grace may abound. God forbid. You do your best and God says, I'll fill in the gaps. I'll help you through this trial. Repent. He is faithful and just to forgive you all of your unrighteousness. And so God's word declares you are clean question today is will you believe and act on this promise Jesus is saying I'm willing be cleansed you need to say Lord if you're willing make me clean make me clean someone shout hallelujah you must believe that you are cleansed and forgiven even when you don't think you are even when you don't deserve it, even when you think, man, uh, I don't know how, if I was God, I would not forgive me. You must believe. Someone shout, I must believe. Uh, there must be something settled down deep inside of you that says, I'm going to ignore my feelings. I'm going to ignore what my senses say, what my brain says, what my body says, uh, because God's word is not based on how I feel, but based on whether I believe and have faith in the one uh, that gave me the promise. Uh, I have to repent. Someone shout, I got to repent. Uh, I've got to say forgive me Lord and turn from my sins but then he says I am faithful and just to forgive you all your unrighteousness you don't have to do works that you might be saved you don't have to do all the things that you might think oh we do those things it makes us feel better but it makes no difference to God he is questioning whether you will simply live by his word come on give God a praise for that word amen 
Uh, let's look at Acts 10. I love this story. It's Peter. Peter, uh, if you remember, was, was the man that he denied Jesus. He was the one that uh, uh, when Jesus said... Uh, <laughs> You're going to deny me thrice. And when the cock crowed, he had denied him. And Peter went out and wept. And we know that Peter was supposed to have the keys of the kingdom. And he did, but he never really uh, acted like he, because there was something on him that always made him feel as if he was unqualified uh, or unworthy. He was always looking for the, the, the things of others to make him feel better. We find that the next day as they went on their journey and drew near, Peter went up to the house to pray. Peter was an amazing example example to us. Peter failed God and still God used him mightily. Uh, Peter is an amazing example to each of us uh, because he lets us see that I don't have to be perfect uh, in order to live for God and be saved and serve his kingdom. Uh, what I have to be is forgiven. Uh, what I have to be is in love with Jesus. Someone say amen. He went up to the, the house to pray in, in the sixth hour. And the verse 10 says what? And then he became very hungry. Oh, that sounds about right. Everybody ever went to prayer for a time. You always start thinking about food or what you're supposed to be doing. You're distracted. The Bible says he became very hungry and wanted to eat. Uh, but something happened. While they made ready, someone was making him dinner. I'm sure he smelt it in the house, uh, maybe. But the Bible says he fell into a trance. Uh, and saw heaven open and like an object of a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. Imagine you see this giant sheet in this room uh, and on four quarters it's being floated down from heaven. And inside that sheep uh, he saw that was so unique and individually uh, important to him because uh, in that sheet uh, there were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and birds of the air. And a voice came to him. Someone shout, God spoke. And a voice came to him and said, rise, Peter. Come on, someone shout, rise. Uh, you see, Peter had been playing uh, both sides. He had been trying to be a Jew, a good Jew, and trying to be a Christian, a good Christian. Uh, and God said, uh, I'm going to take your traditions and I'm going to turn them upside down. Uh, I'm going to make you understand that you're not under the covenant where you need to go and offer bulls uh, and turtle doves. Uh, but you are now under the covenant of grace, mercy, and love. Uh, you are now under the covenant uh, that says, uh, I will forgive you that my blessing my blood was shed for you uh, and the Bible says uh, that there were all kinds of animals that Jews were not allowed to touch or even eat uh, and a voice came and says arise Peter uh, kill and eat I love this listen Peter everybody shout Peter was hungry mm -hmm. come on I can't hear you what Peter was hungry someone say Peter had a need yes he had a need and God provided someone shout God provided how many are glad when you ask God when you're in need, He provides your needs? Amen. Here's the interesting part, though, in verse 14. And Peter said, I know I'm hungry. I know I'm in need. Uh, but not so, Lord. No, You've got to see, reminding you now, he's in a trance. He's hearing from heaven. God is speaking to him. And yet now, he's arguing with God because his Jewish tradition was more ingrained in him than the spirit of love, kindness, and gentleness, and forgiveness, and a new covenant. He's now arguing with the God of heaven and earth who is providing for him because his tradition is more important to him. And, oh, I'm stepping on toes now. And his tradition was more important to him than the actual word of God coming forth out of heaven. Uh, I'm going to preach right now. You see, we've got to seek God's word and not tradition. We've got to seek God's plan and not organization. Uh, we've got to seek what God has for us uh, and not for everybody else. Uh, I'm not going to judge others, uh, but when I'm in the room with God uh, and he's given me the things that I need uh, and I'm talking to him one-on-one, -on -one, uh, I'm not going to be telling him, no, 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 sorry, no, I don't eat that stuff. 
sorry. I, I, you ordered me the wrong thing, Jack. I, I love you. I thank you. You're a good guy. But you don't understand. I, my traditions, I can't break them because somebody might see me and somebody might criticize me and somebody might make fun of me. and somebody. I, I, no, no, no. You don't understand. My tradition is more important than your word. I, I'm going to preach right now because I believe that God has got something to say. I, he said, no, 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 no. You don't understand, God. I, 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 not so, Lord, for I have never. Oh, no. See that word, never. Oh, no. He was so proud of himself, sister. Oh, he was so proud. I have never. No, no. He's got his hand on his jacket. Oh, no, God. I have never. He was looking down on the voice from heaven. He was like, huh, you are under me. You are no. Huh. I have never eaten that stuff, and I'm not going to eat it. And God said, oh, hear me today. And God said, God said, you may have not. Oh, no, never. Not common or unclean. I've never. He was thinking, huh? under the law come on now someone shout you my thinking come on shout it my thinking come on shout it my thinking my thinking has to change pastor Safana. my thinking has to change I'm no longer a sinner I'm saved by grace and mercy I no longer walk in sin I'm delivered from sin I no longer live in my past but I have a future with Jesus Christ I'm no longer no, no, no. What has God? Huh? He said, nah, you don't understand. I, I'm here in, in, in this area. I've got still under, you know, I'm not. He wasn't even, even believing. He was forgiven. God said, I've got release for you from your past. And Peter says, nah, I don't think so. I'm, I'm used to my past. It's comfortable. It, it's familiar. It, it, it'll make my mama upset. It, it, it'll make my auntie upset. It'll make my, my dad upset. It, it, it's gonna, I got friends that are going to leave me. if I. No, no, you don't understand. I've built friendships all my life, and, and they're important to me. And God says, Peter, rise and eat. Kill and eat. Verse 15 says, watch this. And the voice spoke, and a voice spoke to him again. Everybody shout again uh, a second time. And the voice says, what God has cleansed, you must someone shout must i want you to underline that in your bible if you're at home today i want you to write that word in must you must now this is not something you have an option for this is not something that he's kind of suggesting uh, he's saying uh, if you are who you say you are and if you believe i am who i say i am uh, then you must uh, you must you must you must not call what i have cleansed unclean that's why it's so important. Hear me today. I'm, I'm getting close to something. You must hear me today. This is why he says, judge not amongst yourselves. This is why he says, don't judge your neighbor. This is why he says, you know why? Because their sin and their stuff and their forgiveness and their walk and their healing and their stuff, it's all with between them and God. I can't stand on the sidelines. Come on now. And judge somebody else's relationship with God based on what I think. I can't believe they still act like that. I can't believe. You don't know where they've walked. You don't know where they've been. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know their relationship with God. Why don't we let God develop relationship with them and do our job? Now, come on. Someone shout it. What's our job? What's our job? What's our job? Huh? What's our job? To go love. That's what our job is. Our job is not to judge or make up things or, or disclose people no no our job is to go and love them because we are the the hands of God the feet of God we are his people we are his ambassadors so we can't go around judging why because you've got to remember uh, that sometimes what you call unclean God said I've already cleansed them leave them alone you see because his word Jesus said has already cleansed you so what happened? Tell your neighbor, I, I'm not common. Come on, shout to your neighbor, I'm not common. Come on, I can't hear you. Tell your neighbor again, I'm not common. But I am cleansed. Come on. But I am cleansed. God, uh, Sister Tabitha, I'm not common. Uh, my wife would tell you even more that I'm not common. I'm a little crazy sometimes. But you know what? I've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I've been cleansed by the name that's above every name. I've been cleansed. I don't walk according to my own righteousness. I walk in his righteousness. I am righteous. I said, I am righteous. I said, I am righteous. 
I said, I am righteous. I'm going to walk around all week. I am righteous. I am righteous. Why? Oh, uh, look what you did last week. I know I did it. I repented and he forgave me and he made me righteous once again. Uh, and because I walk in him uh, and I walk with him, uh, he is my protector. Uh, he is my covering. Uh, he is my shield. Uh, he is my God. Uh, he is the one that says, uh, my grace is sufficient for you. My mercy runs to you. My love cannot stand it when you're gone. Uh, somebody ought to praise God right now. I'm telling you, God is trying to make your thinking, your thinking, Travis, your thinking, your stinking thinking, the thinking that's of your flesh, the thinking that's of Satan himself when he whispers in your ear, you're not worthy. Look at here you go again. Yep, you screwed up last week with the same problem. Here you go again. Good job. Because God doesn't forgive you. Would you forgive yourself if you were doing what you're doing right now as many times as you've done it? What you've got to do is understand I don't stand on my feelings. I don't stand on the whisperings in the wind. I stand on the word of God. He has never left me. He has never forsook me. He's been with me always. And he promised to do that even until the end. Someone give God a praise again right now. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Praise him like you mean it today. Like he's worthy today. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like God's speaking to somebody right now. And this, the Bible says, uh, what God has cleansed, you must, you must not, you must not call, you must not call common. I'm not common, I'm cleansed. <laughs> I am cleansed. And the verse 16 said, this was done what? Come on, read it with me. This was done what? Three times. Three, everybody shout three times. I want you to imagine the God of heaven and earth, the man, the, the God that made the moon and the stars. He didn't speak twice when he made the moon. He didn't speak three times when he made the stars. Uh, he didn't speak a bunch of times when he made man and developed uh, the atmosphere and all the birds of the air and the animals of the sea. Uh, you see, Peter called uh, uncommon and unclean based on an old tradition and law. God created those animals uh, and he doesn't make uh, trash. He doesn't make junk. Uh, and he said, oh, don't you ever call what I have cleansed unclean or common it's not common it's cleansed it's cleansed it's cleansed listen later I'm coming to a close later Peter writes in 2nd Peter this is the same Peter Peter writes in 2nd Peter 1 and 5 and 9 watch this uh, I'm preaching a little long but I'm I'm preaching really good today I'm preaching really good today I encourage myself in the Lord a little bit here <laughs> if you're still with me, shout amen. <laughs> and Peter, those listen, Peter writes this for, and for all this reason, you can read the context of this passage later, but it's in context of what we're talking about. Give, giving all diligence, someone shout all diligence. He said, add to your faith. Someone shout, I need to add to my faith. Too many times we have faith, we have the Holy Spirit, we get saved, and we stop right there. Peter is commanding us, no, no, you got to keep going. You got to add to your faith. Listen, he goes on and says, uh, what do I want to add? You're going to add virtue. Everybody shout virtue. That means you're going to be honest and truth telling, right? And from that point, you're going to add what? Knowledge. Someone shout knowledge. You're going to study to show yourself approved. You're going to know God's word in and out so that you can know what his promises are. So when the devil whispers in your ear, you can counteract that whisper with the truth of God's word. To knowledge, self-control. Everybody shout self-control. Oh, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Without it, you cannot live a productive life. Self-control. But not just self-control, but what? Perseverance. you got to keep going when the going gets tough. you got to keep moving. When God says, I've got a plan, and the devil says, I'm going to fight you, you got to say, well, I'm going to put my whole armor on right now because I'm going to get up for the battle because the battle belongs to the Lord. And for perseverance, godliness. Somebody shout godliness. 
you'll notice this is a little g. What does that mean? It means that it's goodness, good things, good things that come out of you. It's godliness. Uh, it's things of God. To godliness, what? Brotherly kindness. I love this. you got to be kind. Now, this is a very distinct, very, very distinct thing here. Listen to me carefully. So many times we say that we only have to love people. We don't have to like them. Uh, I'm here to tell you that Peter says something different here uh, because he says you better get kindness and brotherly kindness what? Love. If you don't have love matched with kindness. It's not just about being kind and saying hi, how you doing? I can't stand them. Right? God is saying here to us today, no, you got to add it all. You got to add the smile and the hug and the high five to man I don't understand them, but I'm still going to love them anyhow. I'm going to love them through their trial and through their abrupt things that I don't like. Because why? Because Christ loved us. And when we love others like Christ loved us, we get mercy in return. We get grace in return. He said, oh, someone shout amen. For, the, oh, for if these things, everybody shout these things. What are these things? Well, we just read them. Faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. For if these things, everybody shout these things. I hope you go home and read 2 Peter 1 and verse 5. For these things, verse 7 and 8. If, uh, for if these things are what? Yours. Now, hear me today. Uh, <laughs> I hope you'll hear me. Come, come and, and play something, Sister Tabitha to make me remember I gotta close. <laughs> but listen, listen, if, if I possess something, right, it's mine. This is a very interesting concept in God's word here that Peter is talking about. He says you can possess, you can have, hold on to and live in kindness, and brotherly love, self-control. He says you're, you, if, listen carefully, for if these things are yours and abound in other words you keep growing them you keep talking about them you keep moving you keep doing what God's called you to do you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ verse 9 for he who what lacks these things is what short-sighted even to what blindness and has what? Forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Peter learned a lesson on that rooftop, Daniel. It was a lesson that he would carry with him until the day he wrote these words. Peter, don't you ever in your life again call what I have cleansed to be common or unclean. And he tells the church he's writing to here in 2 Peter, there's some things I've learned you've got to have. You've got to have virtue and faith and self-control and knowledge and perseverance and godliness and kindness and brotherly love. But if you lack these things, you're short-sighted even to blindness. Why? Why are you blind? Have you ever met someone that something was going on in their life and it was so obvious and they thought they were hiding from everybody? Oh, nothing's wrong with me. No, I'm fine. Oh, well, really? We'll tell your face about that, you know, because we know you're not fine. You know? I'm fine. Leave me alone. I'm just fine. Yeah, We've all met that person, right? And what Peter is trying to get us to realize is that we're human and we do the same thing spiritually. We let old sins and past mistakes hang on to us like barnacles on a ship uh, and we allow them to dictate the course of our life. We allow them uh, to steal our joy and our happiness. We live in chaos because we're always struggling. Am I saved or am I not saved? Am I free or am I not free? Am I oh, and it's always this battle that goes on inside of you uh, and he says, Peter that is, says I learned something on the rooftop that says that if God said I'm clean, then I'm clean by his word, not by my actions or by my own works. Am I helping anybody today? For he who lacks these things. I worry in this hour that so many, because of the drought in their life of gathering together with like-minded people of faith, 
I worry in this hour that many have forgotten just where God found them and how he had cleansed them from their old sins. And when they have forgotten, they begin to allow new sins to appear, unchecked and unfettered. They rejoice maybe in what God used to do in their life, but it's been so long since they have knelt and said, Lord, I need you. I repent today that they go on living out this this thing where they believe the enemy when he says you're just common and you're unclean some have forgotten where God brought you from hear me I'm closing and when you forget the mercies of God you tend to not let others live in the mercies of God When you forget what God's done for you, you tend to get pretty judgmental about the forgiveness we should show to others and what Jesus purchased for all of us on Calvary. The Bible says we are what? Ambassadors of Christ. And we set an example to new believers. And when we tell God, no, no, I'm good, not so. The new children, the new believers, those that are babes in Christ, they're watching us and going, well, does, this, this must not work. This, 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 this must not be real because God provided. I see that. It's beautiful. It's kind of, but they said that they don't need it because they're all good. And yet I see things in their life that makes me say, hmm, what's going on? And we example to them. We have a new puppy, as I've mentioned. We have a new little puppy, Pitbull, and we have a three-year-old, Pity. And uh, Mila is the older one, and Lola is the baby. And it's been so fun to watch over the last month. We've had her one month as of yesterday. And it's been so fun to watch as Mila has shown her how to act. The boundaries in the yard. You see, Mila's boundaries are the side of the house and the top of the hill and the driveway. I can let Mila out and go back in the house. And when I come out, she may be at the top of the hill, standing at the very edge of going over the hill, but she's always on that hill because she knows her boundaries. It's been fun to watch as we have let the puppy out with her. and She's ran around the yard, and they've fought and had fun and played. But the puppy gets to the top of the hill, and she looks back. And she looks forward. And she looks back. And she looks at Mila. And when Mila goes back to the house, she follows her. It's not because it's natural. It's because it's learned. There was an example given to her that she began to follow. What example are you showing your children when you don't accept the mercy of God? When you don't believe the forgiveness of God? When you revisit past mistakes over and over and over again, not because you're doing them, but because you simply can't believe God would actually forgive you of them. How many of us are showing our children and our grandchildren that God's mercy is only for a select few and not for everyone? That I am a sinner and I'm not saved and I'm not sure. How many actions are you giving off to your neighbor, your friends, your children, your spouse. I'm here to tell you that just like that puppy learns, so does the people that are in your circle of influence. If you show them the love of God, they'll learn the love of God. If you show them the mercy of God, they're going to learn the mercy of God. We're really good at teaching rules, but we're really bad at teaching mercy. God is here today. He's speaking through this pastor to not only this pastor, but to this congregation and to those that might be watching online. God is speaking to somebody under the declaration of my voice today. It's time to declare I'm cleansed from my sins. Well, how do you know that? Because Jesus spoke it in his word and he spoke it. It must be true because his word is never failing. It's because I have been obedient to his word and I have followed his directions and how I should uh, allow the Holy Spirit to come in and fill my mouth and my spirit and my mind uh, and I should speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives me the utterance. Uh, I, I, I allow myself to follow. I don't understand all that I'm doing, but I do know that he commanded it and therefore I'm going to go learn about that. I'm going to watch others and learn from them. 
it's time to declare I'm done with my past and the blood of Christ covers me every single day I wake up for his mercies are new every single morning his mercies are new every single day he is able to keep me oh, I'm gonna say it again he is able to keep me in Hebrews Paul writes my last passage Paul writes in in, in verse chapter 9 verse 13 for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of heifers sprinkled the unclean and sacrificed for the purifying of the flesh he recalls what happened in the Old Testament under the law and how all the things they had to do in order to roll their sins up for another year uh, but oh here's what Paul says in Hebrews in verse 14 but how much more shall the blood of Christ uh, who the eternal spirit offered himself uh, without spot to God uh, cleanse uh, your uh, conscience uh, from dead works uh, to serve uh, the living uh, God somebody needs to declare this today I'm going to serve God. I'm going to cleanse my conscience from all the things that plagues me, all the past, all the junk, all the things that tried to defeat me in my promises. I'm going to stand up in the word and say, I may not feel this, but I'm going to declare it by faith. Come on, stand with me today. Oh, hallelujah. How many feel the presence of God in this room right now? I hope that you're learning something. Hear me. He says, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. He's asking, will you? He's asking, will you cleanse your conscience? There's a question mark at the end of that. Will you cleanse your conscience? Will you? Will you allow the blood of Jesus that flows from Calvary to truly wash over your soul and your mind? Will you pray that the blood of Jesus would wipe your mind from all the things that so easily beset you in your past or even yesterday or today? Cleanse your conscience. That word conscience means your mind. It's, it's your thought life. It's what you think of yourself. It's all the baggage that we like to carry around, the victimhood that we love to declare cleanse your conscience from what dead works why you have to in order to serve a living God and for this reason he is the mediator of our new covenant there it is someone shout new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions <laughs> for the redemption of the transgressions for the redemption of my transgressions, for the redemption of my sin, for the redemption of my past, for the redemption of everything that I ever lived in or done, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. You see, you've got to cleanse your conscience of dead works so that you can be redeemed from those transgressions in order to enter into the promise of eternal inheritance. God is speaking today. The day is about salvation. I want, brother, uh, I want my elders, brother Carl, brother, brother um, yeah, brother Anthony. <laughs> brother Carl, will you, brother Anthony, will you come over here, brother Meadows? I'm sorry, elder, my brain is not working. Um, yes, I want you to take this basket. We're going to have the communion. We were supposed to have it last week. This communion is about cleansing. It's about a commitment, a recommitment to the idea that Jesus' blood still flows from Calvary. So today, if you are inclined, if it's something you would like to participate, if it's something that, Brother Carl, stand in this area over there, Brother Anthony, stand right in that area right there. This is totally on you if you want to. I'm not requiring it. You're not going to feel any pressure from anybody in this room. This is about your personal commitment to God. This is about you remembering. Remember I said to you early that, that Peter wrote and said they've forgotten <laughs> what they were cleansed from. Sometimes we need to remember where God brought us from, but we don't stay there. We keep moving to where God is taking us. Communion is that way to reconnect with that blood that was shed for you. Communion is that way that you can come 
When you come, you can take a cup and you can gather around this altar and you can take it on your own accord. I'm not going to take it publicly. You can take it on your own because this is between you and Jesus. I want you to understand that this is an act of obedience. It's an act that says, God, I'm going to remember what you have done and I'm going to come today and covenant with you one more time because I've got to believe. Someone shout, I've got to believe that I am clean. You have a lot of things out there telling you you're not. Your own head, your own heart. But here is this pastor from the word of God declaring, you are cleansed by the word of God. Everybody in this room, if you will, just lift your hands to heaven. Mm-hmm. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. say, Lord, I, I get it. I finally, like Peter, having that experience on that rooftop, Lord, I'm not going to call myself unclean anymore. I'm not going to call myself just common. And Lord, no, I'm of a royal priesthood. I am a chosen generation. I am your child. And I am blood-bought. And I am righteous, not by my works, but by yours on Calvary. Who here today will say to the enemy, I'm redeclaring. I'm declaring. If you're a guest and you've never, you've never had Jesus in your life or your heart, I, I want to talk to you and pray with you. I want, I want to minister. You're welcome to come, receive communion. We'll do it together. But I do know this: that God is calling this generation to reconnect to God in a way that says, "I'm no longer going to just let His blood stay on Calvary." I'm going to let it be applied to my life and my mind. Someone shout amen. So whosoever will, from all over this house, the communion is here. It's ready. It's you. And the communion is between you and Jesus. Take it as you feel led to take it.
today I'm here to anoint you as the Lord commands for healing in your body for salvation in your soul for issues things that are in your life that are troubling you and God wants to turn your life around if you want to come and have prayer I'm available right here as they sing again in a moment I'm I'm gonna release us in the Holy Ghost don't leave the same person you came in here I want you to Take off the garment of heaviness. And I want you to put on the garment of praise. I want you to put on the garment of salvation. I want you to put on a garment that says, I am blood-bought. I am righteous. I am a king's kid. I am eligible for heaven. Not by my works that any man can boast. Come on, take off the garment that holds you back and put on the garment of praise. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, for the blood. Yeah, yeah. That washes white as Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Come on, put your hands together for the blood. Oh, thank God for the blood. Oh, yeah, thank God for the blood. Oh, yeah, that washes white as Oh, yeah, thank God. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank God for the blood. 
for the cleansing oh thank God oh yeah for the blessed blood that washes white as Father we thank you for your time with us Lord we are so Lord humbled by your presence I pray today that as people are here and they leave this house that they will live in your faith Lord in faith that says you can help them do all things when they include you in the mix, Lord. I pray today, Lord, that you allow them to walk in faith and not in fear, to walk in faith and not in feelings. Lord, let them declare the word of God in their life. Let them declare victory in their life. In Jesus' name, we declare these things. And in Jesus' name, we say hallelujah, amen. I said hallelujah, amen. Come on, give God a praise today as we go from this house. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. Thank God for the blood.